Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. At the Patriot Mobile Communication Center. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Greg, are you alive? Are we there? Welcome in. Good heavens. How are you? I had no feed. I, I knew I was watching the clock tick, and I thought, a rough entrance for the MonsterCast today. How are you, my brother? Welcome back in. Uh, I am doing pretty good. I will have to check have, on what uh, technically is happening in the background. Greg over there on the stream, so I'm just going to keep talking. Oh, I can't hear a thing. I am broadcasting in the blind right now until I get... Greg's been on vacation all week, so maybe that has something to do with it. I am Mark Walters sitting in the Car Firearms Group studios here in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum and Powerful Microphone, the Patriot Mobile Communication Center, and it is all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Welcome to the program. Greg, can you hear me now? Do we have a show? I don't have a feed, a stream. I am desperately trying to get that because I won't be able to hear my guests, and I'm not really sure if my audience is able to hear me or not because I can't hear anything on the other end. So I literally, truly am kind of broadcasting in the blind. Should you want to watch the program, if you want to watch us in high definition, you can do that over at armedamericanradio.com. That's armedamericanradio.com. Click on the Watch Live or the Listen Live button over there if you want to tune in on the radio. Please don't watch the program or even attempt to watch the program while you are driving. That won't work very well. We don't want you to do that. We want you to stay safe. And if you want now? to participate, Greg, I can I can hear you now. I'm getting yeah. a, a little bit. There we go. Can I hear you now? You can hear me. I, I've I've been hearing you. I don't know why there was a mixed modus issue, but I, uh, hey, we, everybody I, got I, I, I chalked it up because of your vacation. But now that I can hear you, I feel comfortable going to a guest. I took over the where to watch and all that stuff. I'll let you do that real quick, and then we'll go to Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, sure. Real quick, head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com, right-hand side of that website. You can see the menu icon. Just give it a click. When that window opens up, you can select that Watch Live option. If you're driving, click that Listen Live. And if you need to catch up on anything you may have missed, we'll head on over to the podcast link. Uh, if you want to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, Create your profile and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. That's called getting out of the gate a little bit rough when you have a mixed minus issue. If you've been in radio long enough, it's going to happen. You've been on television long enough, it's going to happen. I watched it happen to my next guest, the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, Alan Gottlieb, on live national television with about 3 million viewers. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Welcome in. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. Thank you, Mark. Good to be with you. Always a pleasure to be here with you, my friend. I, I'll never forget that. I guess you were on a Fox News interview 
when you were getting a loop back in and you powered through that interview, that mixed minus issue, and I watched you. You were a champion. So thanks for putting up with us there. You probably didn't notice it. I just couldn't hear anything in the background. So we've got everything ready to rock and roll. But you did a great job that night. That was fantastic to watch. I don't know how you did it. Alan, you spent the week at CPAC. Let's talk about CPAC first before we go in a couple other different directions with you. What is the mood? Well, at CPAC, the mood was bright and shiny. Uh, Excitement, people really enthused. Uh, The attendance was down a little bit this year. So the people that weren't there, I guess, weren't quite as enthused. But I think the attendance was down for a couple of reasons. One, inflation has really made air travel a lot more expensive, and hotels are, like, sky high in prices. And in Washington, D.C. area, hotels are really through the roof in pricing. And I think the cost kept some people away this year. Uh, But overall, uh, the enthusiasm was really great, and support for Second Amendment rights was really, really strong. That was my next question. With the obviously with an election looming in November, did you get a sense that Second Amendment issues are going to be bigger in this election year, maybe than before? I, I, maybe that's really not the right way to ask that. It's always a big issue, particularly when you're involved. But with the left continuing to hammer gun control over and over and over again, it does not appear that they're going to pivot to the middle or back off. Did Second Amendment issues seem to be? maybe a little bit looming a little bit larger this CPAC than in the past? Well, it ebbs and flows depending on the year and presidential election cycles tends to, you know, peak a little bit more than usual. Uh, I think uh, the gun gun rights issue was uh, front and center because I was on the main stage uh, for a presentation uh, and CPAC wouldn't put you on the main stage for gun stuff unless it was, you know, polling very, very important to people who are basically right of center, because um, normally I, I, when I do this at CPAC and I get to speak, it's, a, it's in a you know, side room, uh, a breakout session. This is on the main stage, and so uh, it was, gun rights was featured very prominently. Did you get an opportunity to meet with President Trump by chance while you were there? Yes, uh, I did, uh, and it was a very good meeting. I really can't talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's good to know. It's good to know that you had it. it was a good meeting. We'll leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Gottlieb did, of course, as you just heard, had an opportunity to meet with President Trump, and it was a positive meeting. Alan, while we're talking about oh, President Trump, I, I, the reason I bring this up in this fashion is because I saw a photograph of President Trump with a picture of Wayne LaPierre earlier today when I was reading a New York Times piece preparing for the program. Wayne, of course, is out at the National Rifle Association, and the National Rifle Association always played a role at CPAC. What role did they play now with everything happening at the National Rifle Association and the jury trial at NRA? Let's kind of go down that road and tackle that elephant real quick. They were not president at CPAC at all. There was no NRA presence, no spokesman, no booth set up in the exhibit hall, nothing. That's unusual? Yeah, uh, it's unusual. They're usually a, a major feature sponsor, uh, and, you know, uh, they, they get some prominent ex- exhibit space. Uh, but, they, you know, I think it's more of a money issue, and they knew timing-wise the press was not going to be very favorable to what happened in court, uh, and I think they were just ducking. Well, you obviously, if they were there, obviously, if they were there, the media would have been all over them. 
Yeah, I think it was a smart move. It was probably it was probably a combination of of the National Rifle Association ducking out, as you said, and CPAC being very well aware that the media coverage really wouldn't be that great. Not that they're going to give CPAC great coverage anyway. But aside from all the bias in the media, let's go over to Wayne Lapierre. You were very busy this week when that jury verdict came down. Were you surprised by anything? And what happens next? I, I've gotten a lot of questions from listeners. What do we think is going to happen at the NRA? Stephen Gatowski over at the Reload is writing about it. It's, in fact, he's got a headline along the lines of, we may not know for quite some time. What, what's the process now? What do we see unfolding? Well, of course, the, the jury finding people you know, guilty of uh, <clears throat> misuse of funds and uh, enormous bent to their benefits without having board approval of the NRA uh, and the NRA itself being a bit, bit negligent. Uh, the jury comes back and, 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 and tied on to it, uh, uh, you know, penalties to people like Wayne LaPierre uh, for four and a half, roughly four and a half million dollars. They have to pay back to the NRA uh, and, to, and other things they've done. But it's really all up to the judge at the end. So the, those, those penalties aren't firm yet. The judge could decrease them. He could increase them. Uh, but what, what the jury didn't get to address was going to be once they're found guilty, then the judge has sole discretion on other penalties. You know, will there be a special master put in place to run the organization? Uh, will certain people not be allowed to participate in the NRA in the future or any other nonprofit org that's licensed to do business or does business in New York State? Uh, <clears throat> there's a whole lot of other things the judge is going to decide on. If the jury wasn't really before the jury, that it's just the judge's discretion. There's going to be a July date uh, on the judge's calendar at this point, which you know could change to a later date. But in July, the judge will then come out and I'll let the NRA make some arguments about what the penalty phase should really be. And uh, obviously, the NRA would oppose any kind of special master or anybody put in place to make sure that the finances are, are not absconded with, so to speak. Uh, so it's still going to be a mess. It's not decided. Um, it's, it, it's, my opinion is it's going to get a little worse, and the NRA is going to be surely tied up with all this all the way through the election cycle. Yeah, at a time we don't need the NRA tied up during an election cycle. However, I think people have accepted that that's what's going to occur. As we get ready to go to this break, I'm going to throw a prediction out. When we come back, I'll get Alan's thoughts on it quickly. I, I believe the judge will likely head somebody uh, at the top of the NRA or, or put somebody in, in place. I, I believe that's coming. I could be wrong about that. That's clearly an option that the judge has. When we come back from this break, we'll, we'll get an idea how Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, feels about that. Wrap up this previous segment, and we will move on. Is a stun gun an arm? Is a knife an arm? Are you armed with a stun gun? Are you armed with a knife? More importantly, are you armed with a billy club? Think about that. We'll be back with Alan Gottlieb right after this. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. That is what Daniel Defense is, freedom, passion, and precision. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast now well underway on hundreds of radio stations around the nation. 
I was unable to hear the intro myself in the previous segment, but I know what it said, and we welcome a new Patriot Mobile Communications Center. We welcome Patriot Mobile as a just a fantastic partner at Armed American Radio. You can visit them at patriotmobile.com. Much more information coming about all of that fun stuff. We'll have some codes for you and all that cool stuff for you coming up over the course of the next week. But we proudly welcome Patriot Mobile to the Armed American Radio broadcast nationwide. Welcome back in. All of this, by the way, is being brought to you by the great X Insurance here in the Car Firearms Group studio on the Sig Sauer. Mike, let's go back to the great Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, welcome back in, my friend. Thank you, Mark. I just wanted to say that when you just mentioned Patriot Mobile, they had an unbelievable presence. They were a major sponsor of CPAC, and their stuff was all over uh, CPAC, you know, banners and everything hanging. Uh, it looks like a phenomenal product. Yeah, it really does. And I have, I've had some great conversation with the, with the owners over there. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is from the Patriot Mobile site. I think you'll like this. You'll like the direction that we're going to be moving here. Use your cell phone to defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile wants to do something big to help increase funding for our Christian conservative causes, et cetera. This is what you get with Patriot Mobile. As I said, much, much, much more to come. We'll have representatives from Patriot on the program next week to talk about it in greater detail, but a great company, and we are proud, proud, proud as all get out to be working with Patriot Mobile to help get their message out and them helping keep your Second Amendment rights safe. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a win-win-win all the way around. Alan, I mentioned in the previous segment the uh, the NRA and a special master. That's my prediction what do you think? I'd just like to get your thought on that before we move on and go to California and the case out there with the with the Billy Clubs. Well, I think it's at least a 50 percent possibility that the judge will put a special master in. It could be greater than that. Uh, there's no doubt the judge is going to remove some other people from management leadership. And the question is going to be when he does that, who's going to be able to be there to report back to the court that, that things are the ships getting righted, so right. it's it's probably better than fifty fifty. Okay, well we'll leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. We are, as we say down south of the Mason Dixon line, we're fit to find out here real soon. Another interesting case in California: Judge Benitez, Judge Roger Benitez. Some in this movement, at meaning pro Second Amendment, pro gun rights, like to refer to Judge Benitez as Saint Benitez. I'll let that you think what you want, but we get some great rulings. <clears throat> From Judge Roger Benitez, this headline, we'll give the Fox headline. We'll talk more about it with A.W.R. Hawkins as well and throughout the rest of the program. But California Billy Club ban struck down by court on Second Amendment grounds. Judge Roger Benitez ruled that the ban compromised, quote, the core right of self-defense. So, Alan, I'm going to lead you down this path real quick as we begin this part of the conversation. Is it safe to say that I can make the following statement. I sure am glad I was armed with a stun gun when I was robbed. Or I sure am happy I was armed with my knife when I was robbed. Or I sure am glad I had my billy club here in California when I was robbed. Am I armed with all three of those things? Yeah, but it goes further. While it's called the billy club law, it wouldn't matter if you use a baseball bat to defend yourself. California couldn't go after you anymore. Or if you use a golf club. Uh, so he, what, he, what the judge is, is 
alluding to or basically you know, stated is that the, the Second Amendment gives you the right to use any kind of a weapon, so to speak, for self-defense. It doesn't have to be a gun. But this ruling also helps cement in Second Amendment rights at the same time because that's what was the underlying thing in the case. Now, as we see so often in California, the cynic comes out. <clears throat> Here comes another ruling favorable to our side from Roger Benitez. Here comes another statement from Gavin Newsom and Bonta or his office or the anti-gunners that they're going to continue to fight this, that Judge Benitez is in what they normally say in the pocket of the NRA, this extreme judge with these extreme rulings, keeping Californians unsafe for wanting to defend themselves as law-abiding citizens. We vow to appeal. What, what do you think is going to happen here? Or is this one they just might leave alone because it's not a gun? You know, California Attorney General and Governor is so, you know, off the wall and Looney Tunes that it's hard to say what they're going to do. I believe they've already threatened that they're going to file an appeal. So let's assume they will. They tend to file appeals all the time. Uh, it's interesting. The, the last appeal they filed was to the Ninth Circuit in Bank on a SAF case dealing with firearms advertising. And they couldn't get one judge, even in the Ninth Circuit, to say, okay, we'll hear it in Bank. So they, they may be backing off, have to back off a little bit now. And that's my hope. Yeah, boy, I, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen in California when it comes to these cases, particularly if it's not a gun. That that throws a little monkey wrench in here. What, you know, how aggressive will they be? Because this has Second Amendment implications. Just because it's not a gun, ladies and gentlemen, that's what, as Alan was just pointing out, it's favorable and strengthens the Second Amendment in California. Because again, Alan, I'm just going to read from my arm. I have a tattoo. You've seen it. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. I, I, to me, this fascinates me because I can't wait to see what California is going to do when they know it's tied to gun rights, but it isn't a gun. And as you said, we, we never know what we're going to get from them. I honestly would expect them, but I would not be shocked if they didn't appeal this for that very reason. Yeah, but I think you're good. I think they will appeal it. They'll, they'll take it at least to the appeals court level. They may not go in and end up trying to get it in a bond panel, but they will surely try to get it, it, it when one notch further up. Now, this was not a Second Amendment Foundation case. I want to make that point, correct? That's correct. It was not one of our cases, uh, but we're surely pleased with the ruling. Where do we stand with the last couple minutes that we have with you? Let's get tied up here in some of the other court cases that we've talked about. I know you've had a very busy week. I want to give you a break here in a couple minutes so you can get back to doing what you're doing. And I thank you very much for being here because I know how busy you've been. What do we have as far as any new filings out, anything we can add to what we talked about last week with current ongoing cases, including, the, I think, what, 17, 18, or 19 in California alone? Yeah, I think we're I think we're down to 16, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with the last victory we had. But uh, what, what we're looking for here now is to see how the Supreme Court's going to handle our two uh, cert petition requests challenging the Maryland and challenging the Illinois assault weapon ban and magazine capacity laws. Uh, so uh, we're, we're, we're tracking those because we'd like to see them on a fast track with the U.S. Supreme Court. Any indication yet? We've only got 30 seconds. I'll just ask you this. Has there been any additional movement since we talked about that last week? Or are we just now, as we often find ourselves, in that waiting game? 
We're in the waiting game. We're waiting to, to, for, for uh, I think on, on next Friday, maybe, the court will meet and go over some cases. And I'm hoping maybe that we'll get an indication then how where we are on the agenda. How fast, real quick, how fast could we get a grant of one of those cases? Well, if they grant the third petition, they didn't, it would schedule for motions and oral arguments, which wouldn't happen until the October term. All right. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, my friend. You've had a heck of a week. Congratulations for all of your success at CPAC. We'll see you next week. AWR Hawkins next. Don't go away. of reason on kqam wichita's big talker and you're tuned into the armed american radio network now let's get back to the man himself mark walters ah, welcome back inside the car firearms group studios here at the patriot mobile communications center i am mark walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day in front of a sig sour microphone on this powerful broadcast nationwide on hundreds of radio stations powerful mic powerful broadcast x insurance presents it all we proudly welcome patriot mobile to the Armed American Radio family as they defend your right to keep and bear arms. Great company, great cause, as you well know. A.W.R. Hawkins, Breitbart News, my friend, how are you? Welcome to the show. Great to have you. I'm good. I'm good. You are good. I, I read everything that you write, and I enjoy every word that you write, particularly some of your headlines over the past few days. We'll get to some of those shortly. But I just wrapped up a conversation with Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, a man you know very well. The district judge in California, the Billy Club, is protected by Second Amendment. This is, again, a Roger Benitez decision. We get favorable rulings from him. He is clearly, clearly issues rulings sound based under constitutional law. He gets it, doesn't he? Let's start there first. Benitez understands the Second Amendment and the Constitution, does he not? Oh, yeah. Well, and he understands brewing. Bruin is the case he uses to undo gun control after gun control. And as Bruin does, Bruin sets a historical precedent. You have to you have to show that uh, any gun control or similar legislation has a history, uh, historical precedent in our country. It has a it has a pattern of tradition. And what Benitez showed is there was not a single law against Billy Clubs prior to the Civil War. After the Civil War, seven states had a law. Uh, and that is in the late 1800s. In the early 1900s, one state had a ban, one state, California, adopted in 1917. And so what he did, he looked at that. He goes, that's not historical precedent. That's not uh, a gun control that's common in the United States. So that's gone. And uh, Alan, that's easy. That's it, easy. It is easy. Alan feels that the state will, in fact, appeal but if they lose on appeal, likely won't seek an en banc panel hearing. Do you think, based on Benitez's ruling, and here's the nuance that I, that I want to discuss with you on this, maybe a little bit deeper, Alan, was short on time in that segment, but you know, this is a strong ruling for Second Amendment rights because as the tattoo on my arm states, the Second Amendment doesn't state firearms. It says the right to keep and bear arms. I assume you would agree that I could make the statement I sure am glad I was armed with a knife when I was attacked, or I'm sure, I sure am glad I was armed with at least my billy club when I was attacked. That's protected. Benitez agreed with that. Do you think because it's not a gun 
that it might change the way California decides whether or not to appeal because they're so gun-hating out there? Might they, based on the previous ruling last week, just say, eh, maybe we'll just let this one slide right now? Well, they might, just so they don't continue to build uh, rejections against them. Uh, but, you know, you go to anybody who wants to read McDonald v. Chicago, you can read uh, Supreme Court Justice Sam Alito's uh, majority opinion in that case. And in that case, Sam Alito said self-defense is a central component of the Second Amendment. And so that's important for people to remember. You start there and you work out. The, the central component is not a firearm. Central component is not a knife. Central component is self-defense. And you work out from there, and what is protected are the tools that could be used for self-defense. And that's where Benitez fell on this. He said, look, there are some people that don't want to carry a firearm, but they'll sure carry a billy club, and that's their tool to defend their life. And so uh, when you understand things that way, and any rational person does, uh, a mouth breather, a leftist who chokes in the morning on their chocolate-covered donuts, they can't get it. They got snot running out their nose. They're trying to drink their little milk carton of milk they had in eighth grade. They haven't let go of it yet. And they're trying to understand all this. They can't do it. But anybody who's rational sees if self-defense is a key component, you work out from there. Any tool that allows me to exercise that central right is a tool protected by the Second Amendment. And Benitez, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, Benitez understands that his ruling is spot on. We all know that to be the case. And if you read it, you'll agree as well. I would s- highly suggest that you read Mr. A- or Dr. A.W.R. Hawkins' report over at Breitbart News on this. It's his top story over there right now. You can go check it out at Breitbart News. That's very near and dear to my heart, and I mean near and dear to my heart proximity-wise as well. This was uh, the suspect in the University of, of Georgia campus murder. And I want to point out that the beautiful young woman who was murdered lives as the crow flies approximately two miles from the Patriot Mobile Communications Center here at the ranch. Had, my, had I made a decision to move a couple miles away from where I currently live right now, my kids would have gone to the same high school. As it stands, they played competitive sports together. This beautiful woman was a a local resident here in my neighborhood, literally. And here again, we have, and we knew this because of the way the media was handling it. We knew what it was. We knew it was going to be a protected class. A Venezuelan illegal dirtbag who doesn't belong in this country to begin with, and you wrote about it, suspect in University of Georgia campus murder, not a U.S. citizen. How How much more are we going to take? How much more are we going to take? Because I'm going to tell you right now, and I think you'll agree, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the administration, and every single Democrat, every single Democrat that voted against immigration, what what the Republicans wanted to do just two weeks ago, every single one of them has this young woman's blood on their hands. Or am I just angry and shouldn't be? Oh, no. No, you're right. Uh, You're right. I mean, that border's wide open. I mean... People shouldn't be able to sleep at night. Uh, and until people tell me they're not sleeping, I know they're not getting it. Uh, I was with a U.S. congressman yesterday shooting guns. And then he and I went to one of the greatest burger places ever, In-N-Out. And uh, we, had that nice. double-double with, we had the double-double with fries that we're talking. And, and we're talking about how it's not going to be long. It's got to give. See, the killings have to start or the terrorism has to start. Too many too many killers have crossed our border. Too many terrorists have crossed our border. And uh, and he was saying, you know what I hate? It may take that for some folks to figure out what's going on. And I go, you know what I hate? 
is that these people don't understand they're not safe right now. And I looked at him. I go, I go, we're we're not safe in this in and out except for this. And mm-hmm. and the this was I had a gun on my hip, and I'm I know my man had a gun, and so I'm just like, apart from that, we weren't safe either. But people have to understand there is. This is not an if situation. It's a win situation. You have over 7 million people who have crossed illegally under Biden. You don't know their intentions. You don't know their countries of origin. You don't know their skill set with making IEDs. Think of what it would do in one of our busy cities if someone planted an IED on one of the big loops or under an overpass or whatever. I mean, think about it. And it'd be easy for them to do because they crossed right in. No one knows they're here. And it ought to keep you up at night. Folks need to be outraged. Yeah, I, I, uh, this is one of those issues where I, I, this is why Biden. Lo- again, I said this last week, ladies and gentlemen, Biden loses the election just on immigration alone. I don't believe Americans find this AWR acceptable under any condition. Do I believe any th- clear thinking American other than the partisan hack like a Rob Reiner, some idiot like that, uh, but a clear thinking, honest human being. And I, I think we're beginning to see the shift in the cities. But go ahead. I don't think I think I think he loses the election just on immigration alone. Go ahead. Uh, people need to always remember: if it weren't for snot and two sinuses, Rob Reiner would have nothing in his head. Always keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, Rob Reiner's last movie opened with I think a thirty-eight thousand dollars box office take as well. Good, but this is uh, this is clearly where where the where the Patriot Mobile Communications Center sits, and the Car Firearms Group Studios, and the Sig Sauer Mike sit is taking center stage this is a disgusting story it shouldn't it shouldn't be a story it should never have happened and the community here just so you know obviously many many of you listen to the program in this area you know that the community is pulling together around this family but it should never have happened and it was avoidable and it was because of biden's open borders that it happens and she's not the only one ladies and gentlemen This is going on across the country, and it's going to continue to go on. When we come back with AWR Hawkins after this break, we'll talk a little bit about uh, former CEO of the NRA, Wayne LaPierre. AWR has written about that. Constitutional carry passing in Louisiana Senate. We'll find out his thoughts on that. And good heavens, we're going to cram in whatever we can in the next seven, eight minutes after this four-minute break with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News. Don't go away. We'll be right back. wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Ah, welcome back. Patriot Mobile Communications Center, Car Firearms Group Studio, Sig Sauer Microphone, X-Insurance presenting it all. Please go out of your way to support all of our partners, all of them. Keep the show on the airwaves. On April 26th, we will be celebrating 15 years 15 years on the nation's airwaves. That is quite the feat, ladies and gentlemen. No simple task. 15 more. We depend on our partners, and we depend, and they depend, on your support. BarrelBuddy.com. Make sure to check them out. We'll revolutionize the way you clean your guns. PT Ammo, American-made, right in Connecticut. Behind the blue curtain up there in Guilford, Connecticut. PT Ammo. Buy a box of ammo from them. Buy as much as you can. Waft, where our families train. Check out their scenario-based training. Waft, W-O-F-T dot com. 
goat guns. So if you got any more, John Adeen, Dr. John Adeen for Doctors for Responsible Gun Owners, will be sitting in for Brad in the roundtable, and he just notified me last night. He now has everything they've produced. We'll talk about goat guns with him. Goatguns.com, armslist.com, Cutting Edge Firewood, all of our partners, Heaven's Harvest, and, of course, there'll be much, much more to come when we get to talking really seriously about Patriot Mobile and what they can do for you and your family and what they're getting ready to do for mine. And I'll keep you advised on that as we make the changeover to Patriot Mobile and support our constitutional rights. That's what we do. we got a bunch of woke companies out there, ladies and gentlemen. There are businesses out there that you can support. We're going to talk about one of them, Cabela's, too, coming up here now with AWR Hawkins. AWR, welcome back. I decided during the break, forget Wayne LaPierre. We already know what's going on with Wayne LaPierre. I don't want to waste the valuable time that we have with you on that. Ladies and gentlemen, you can read AWR's story over there at Breitbart News on Wayne LaPierre and him being ordered to repay over $4 million to the National Rifle Association. But I'm going to drop down to the 20th AWR because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. But this is probably the single greatest headline I've ever seen on one of your stories. And that says a lot. Texan shoots kills man who allegedly stole his barbecue pit. Oh, do tell. Well, that's about it. The dude... Uh... The dude tried to steal his barbecue pit and took off in the truck, and uh, the homeowner chased him, caught him. Homeowner says he's pretty sure that when he caught the guy, the guy tried to grab a weapon. So uh, guy, the homeowner was in fear for his life, and uh, he put it on the old boy, and that's it. So, uh, you know, the good news is when the old boy gets his pit back home and he cooks, it's one less person he's got to cook for. So that's more ribs <laughs> for him. That's how I look at it, and that's going to be delicious, too. Delicious. Oh. That, won't that be a great barbecue meal to get that back, that first barbecue oh, yeah. meal back after the pit was stolen? I, I think it's wonderful. That's a great headline. Now, you write that headline. That was yours, right? Texas uh, Texan shoots oh, kills yeah. man who allegedly stole his barbecue pit. I did talk about oh, yeah. that on The Daily Show, but I didn't have a chance to talk with you about it. Let's move over now to Louisiana. Then I want to talk briefly about South Carolina, and we'll we'll kind of do a we'll, – we'll kill two birds with one stone about South Carolina. But as you've written, and as you and I have talked about, and we knew – was coming. Constitutional carry has passed the Louisiana Senate, now heads to the House, and the governor will sign that bill. What do we know now? How fast can this happen? Because this has obviously been fast-tracked in Louisiana. Congratulations, Louisiana. Constitutional carry is coming to you. Well, it moved through the Senate so fast. I don't know their schedule, so i got to be careful what I say, but I would expect that within this week coming or the next 10 days it's going to pass the House. And, uh, and then folks in Louisiana are finally going to be able to defend their lives the way our founders intended them to. They're not going to have to ask the government, please, government, can I carry a gun? They're not going to have to do that. They're going to wake up and carry a gun because it's their God-given right. And they're going to carry a gun and defend their lives because that's the greatest property that their creator gave them is their own life. And that's why they're going to carry a gun. And someone's going to try to steal their barbecue pit or whatever they might be doing. And if that thief pulls a gun on them, that thief's going to pay a high price. And that's how it's supposed to be. That is exactly how it's supposed to be. Congratulations, Louisiana. Let's shift over to South Carolina. Do we have any word on the constitutional carry front there? That's also been a state that we've thought it might be competing with Louisiana. Clearly, that's not going to happen in South Carolina. There is a bill moving in South Carolina, yeah. but there have been some things thrown in it. What do we know so far? Anything? Any good news? Yes, they, or bad? They, haven't found, they, haven't, they haven't found ground they can agree on as far as bringing a Senate version and a House version together okay. because of amendments that were added. So, But it's good news. I hate to say it, but it's good news because the bill they were going to pass was a piece of garbage. It started as a fine bill. 
in case the sponsor's listening, and I know Bobby Cox, and Bobby Cox, Representative Bobby Cox, is a great guy. What he started was a fine bill, but uh, the amendments added to it as it went through the Senate were just absolutely ridiculous. So I don't know if they're going to have to start over or what. They could. If, if that's the case, don't expect it this legislative session. But crazier things have happened in politics, ladies and gentlemen. We'll watch that very carefully. Staying on South Carolina, has Nikki Haley gotten the message? I understand there's a report out that the Cook brothers are dropping any funding of her. Has she gotten the message? Trump dominated in her own home state. Just curious your thoughts on that. Has she figured out that she doesn't stand a chance? I don't know. I think, I'm going to tell you, I think Nikki Haley is drunk on Nikki Haley. Uh, I think she is so in love with the cameras fawning all over because let's be honest she was never a favorite among the media she's a boring person she doesn't talk well uh she doesn't look great standing there she looks nervous and out of place and uh so i think she's enjoyed all the attention she hadn't figured out yet she only has attention because rhinos have been funding her but everybody sees the writing on the wall trump has annihilated her in every state primary to this point including caucuses, and uh, she just needs to pack it up and go home. Yeah, hopefully that occurs. Uh, Essence of time, let's go over now to Cabela's. I mentioned Cabela's. When I was talking about companies under pressure, ladies and gentlemen, uh, AWR, you have a headline up, Maine lawmakers urge Cabela's to stop selling assault rifles, in quotes, because that's their verbiage, ladies and gentlemen, not ours. After attacker in Maine bought a handgun there. What? I mean, yeah, I I just want to say in other news, uh, those lawmakers urged Ford to quit selling escapes because somebody bought an F-250 there. I mean, that's about how much yeah. sense it makes. I mean, yeah. The thing is, this isn't the first time. I mentioned it in the article. If it was the first time, this would be something, but it's not the first time. Uh, these little crybabies up there pressure these companies. They try to strong arm them. And Cabela's just needs to cut it off, nip it right in the bud, as my grandpa would say. Just reach right out there and say, hey. We'll let you know up front, we will not be listening to you. We will not be pressured by you. I'm taking my grandson shooting tonight. Do Boom. that, and they'll shut up. Yeah, that's a great point. And, by the way, that's the advice. That same advice holds for Trump. He just needs to ignore Nikki Haley at this point. Just move on. He's got it locked up. Just embarrass her even more so by not even mentioning or even responding to her. One last one before we go. It is a happy ending story. Alleged intruder hospitalized after bringing hammer to a gunfight. Not a good move. Mm, no, and this old boy got hurt. And, uh, you know, that's what <laughs> happened. So uh, I just I just want to say I've always said if you're thinking about intruding on a home, number one, don't do it. Find another line of work. Number two, if you're intruding on a home and you feel like arming yourself with a rock or a hammer like a caveman would have done, understand you're about eight centuries late. Actually, I should say eight millennial late. So don't do that. Uh, because what could happen is uh, the ball peen hammer could be met by a 45 ACP, and the 45 ACP will win every time. Every single time. And just for blanks and grins, what state did that occur in? <laughs> you know the state, baby. <laughs> Texas, ladies and gentlemen. As AWR oft says, if you're going to be dumb, Don't be dumb in Texas. A.W.R. Hawkins, thank you for everything that you do, my friend. I know you have been busy, too. A.W.R. Hawkins, Breitbart News. Look him up. Ladies and gentlemen, visit all of our partners. Don't forget to buy something from Mike over there at MyPillow.com. Still not ever too late, actually, to buy those MyPillow slippers. 
MyPillow.com slash Armed American Radio. When we come back, Dr. John Lott's been hopscotching all over South America. He'll be here. Look, if you're going to be dumb, don't be dumb in Texas. It's a bad state to be dumb in. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 